we didn't discuss who was going to take it. We didn't know. Do, do, do you uh, want to? Do you want to do this? Yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Welcome <laughs> to the twenty seventh episode of WT Fada. We are your hosts. I am joined by Ron, mm-hmm. and Ron is joined by John. That is me. Yeah. Myself. We're buddies. We do this every week, man. It's like it really is like turned into like a tradition. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. Even when we do, like, because of your work schedule, we've been doing Sunday mornings. And, like, if we go from a Saturday to a Sunday, it feels like it's been ages mm-hmm. since we recorded last, even though it's just one extra day. Yeah. It feels weird. This week, Ron, he checked in, and he goes, oh, I can't remember. Are we doing Saturday or Sunday this week? And I was like, yeah, I got to work. We'll, you know, we'll do Sunday. And he's like, all right. And then yeah. yesterday in the morning, he's like, hey, I'm out of work at this time. You know, yeah. are you ready to go? <laughs> and I was like, um, I'm working. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, I'm senile, dude. You know, I'm, I'm senile. No, I, you know, we get into a, get into a routine here. and Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good that it feels that way. Yeah. It feels like automatic. Mm-hmm. It's like there's not even okay. a question. Like I know that we're doing this. It's Saturday. It's podcast day. Yeah, that's good. So um, what's been going on, man? Oh, Jesus! I'm throwing stuff at you. I'm that's sorry. Right. Oh, Jesus fuck. Christ! We're all fucked up today. Can't, I can't function. <laughs> be I've been eating one. less sugar. A, 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 a lot less sugar, and uh, I'm not going to go into too much about this, but. Uh, just eating, having less sugar in my system, it's like, it is fucking painstaking mm. right now. It is fucking terrible. My how head much, hurts. How much sugar do you think you normally consume? I mean, I try to keep it light, especially, like, when I was really strict with keto, I wasn't having, like, any at all, but mm. the last, I don't know, like, we started this year, like, saying, like, we're gonna try to, like, cut do, back and all better. that stuff, and and I, I did for a little bit, and mm. then, like, uh, just... <sighs> pressures of work and my tendency to emotional eat and shit it just I it's slipped real, man. I slipped up it's like embedded uh, in me yeah I had like in one week I had like three pints of Ben and Jerry's so I was just Ooh. like I was just upset yeah I was just like, not having it. a good I was just not having a good time yeah but um did you have a good time while eating the Ben and Jerry's oh fuck yeah you know, I, I fucking hate Jimmy Fallon, but that motherfucker can make an ice cream. Like, the Tonight Dough is probably, like, the nicest pint you're ever going to get your hands on. That thing is delicious, you know? I'm surprised that there wasn't, like, some, like, rum raisin or some, you know, mm. <laughs> like an urban bourbon type thing going on in there. Mm-hmm. Just because of uh, his, his uh, private life, which I'm just going to talk about brutally. Oh, mm. that's okay. We've all been there. Yeah, well, I, I went to see, um, speaking of alcoholic New Englanders, I went to see uh, The Way Back mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I actually really want to see that, and I was thinking maybe we could do yeah. an episode on it? Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. It gives me uh, Coach Carter vibes. I don't know if you've seen Coach Carter. Yeah, but I would probably go see it again. Yeah. I, I'd see it again before we did that show. Yeah. We can do that next week, if cool. you want. Um, next week, I... Am away from oh, yeah. Friday to Sunday afternoon ish, so okay. we can right. figure something out. Uh, time to record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're. What is your like? My Fridays like. My Fridays now. I'm out at four. Okay, so we'll have um, one more Friday because I'll be gone. We'll be leaving around four. And you, you're asking about Monday? Yeah, what's your Monday like? Which would be tomorrow. Um. Well, I'm I'm working tomorrow, but I have next Monday off because of. Oh, oh okay, all right. Yeah. So we might push it to. All right, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be out at three. On a three, okay. Yeah, we could do that. All right, if you want. Yeah. yeah, 
That way we... It's an option. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll that afterwards. Sorry to borrow you guys. No, 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 no. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll... Uh, so I won't talk too much about the way back. It was good. I liked it. It looks good. Um, I, I grew up playing basketball. And, mm-hmm. you know, so these movies just... Yeah. Mean a little bit more to me. It's, um... It's weird, like, the... It, it connects... And I'm an alcoholic now, so I relate on both levels, but... Yeah. And I mean, I was gonna not... I was gonna try to politely not bring that up, yeah. but it's really hard, little, little especially little. just it's coming off of you, man. Like a little I can, treat, man. You know, I can just for smell our, it. For our YouTubers, bro. Oh no! What are you doing? No! What are you doing? It's ten a.m. What the fuck are you doing? I don't know if anyone on YouTube saw that, but I'm um, yeah, I, I think just, we're demonetized now. Yeah, I think you know, brought alcohol on the show. You know what? Oh, is that a thing? No. What are you? Go. Are you? Are you gonna do it? Do you want to do it? No, I'm okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll save it for the way back. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm okay. We gotta get into character. Look, look, it has a little fucking carry case and everything. Yeah, dude, that is official. Yeah, I'm gonna struggle with putting this bottle. Hang on, you want, let me see this it? fucking shit. Hang on, let me see all this. Looks like something out of Aladdin. Like the, it the, does. The uh, little genie bottle be in. It's like the classiest way you can get shit faced. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pinkies up. I was gonna chuck that shit like this. Just. Holy fuck, man! You you almost you were I, you I were really gonna no, fucking do it. I was, I was gonna do it. I was getting nervous. I'm like, it's Sunday morning, and it's it su- they call it Sunday fun day. For it's me. not even noon, man. Yeah. I went out to uh, we had the first production meeting for the short film that me and Kayla Kennedy are doing, uh-huh. and um, I'm really fucking excited, dude. Like she's she's super organized, and like. We were sitting there, and she she was like, okay, so what do we need for this? And I was like, well, we need blah, 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 blah. And she was just like, and it went into the computer. And then it was like, what do we need for that? And I was like, blah, 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 blah. And she was just like, and she made like this whole fucking list, and she's she's got it all organized now in a way that's like in digestible little pieces. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome, because I'm not that guy. I'm not I'm, either. I'm, I'm the chaos guy. I'm yeah. the guy that just like spurring out ideas. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. But, um... We had the first production meeting, and it was uh, on a Sunday morning, and uh, we were sitting there, and it was like, the lady came over, and she gave us our bill, because um, we were at a, like, a little breakfast place, mm-hmm. Irish Cottage, and um, and so I took the bill, and I look at it, it was like 70 bucks, For and we're breakfast? sitting there, and we're, I'm like, this is fucking weird, yeah, Dude, this doesn't look right. a lot of pancakes. So I start, <laughs> I start like going through the list, and I'm like, well, I definitely didn't drink like eight vodkas. I'm like, what the hell? Did you get someone else's bill? Yeah, belt? yeah, we had to call them over, but I was just like, it's Sunday morning. Yeah. It was earlier than this. It they, was... uh, would they have screwdrivers in the morning or I don't something? know. It's I have no idea. Vodka? It just said Kettle One Vodkas. I was just like, this is oh, fucking yeah. insane. <laughs> this person's extreme, man. Did you like look around and try and figure out who, who it was? was, like, <laughs> was just, I'm going to take a, take a guess it's the dude on the floor in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's him. <laughs> I think this, I think this belongs, belongs to, him. to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was kind of funny. But No, I'm getting excited about that. I started drafting out storyboards and stuff mm-hmm. for it, and... Uh, we're starting to work out kind of like more of the logistical aspects of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I talked to the guy that's going to play uh, uh, Bryce Hooper. And uh, I just sent him an email. It's like, hey, thanks a lot. Like, I'm, you know, really honored that you are interested in doing this, you know, because mm-hmm. he ain't getting paid. He's doing it for the love of the game. Yeah. And 
he sent me back an email. He was just like, he was just like, no, like I'm super excited. Like this is going to be so fun and all this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, this really, it's nice when you feel like off the strength of your own writing, yeah. somebody's like pumped up, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes me feel like I have something. So, uh, no, we're getting, uh, we're starting to get into all of the more, the smaller parts, you know. Do you have a, uh, like a, a date you're shooting for to start filming and start production? We're not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to set up a date for the table read because we know that we're going to go in without film permits. So yeah. without film permits, it's like we got to know that script, you know, front, back, and sideways so, so that we can just blah, 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 and yeah. just get what we need and leave That's scary yeah yeah it is scary well it, the thing is is the way it's set up is like we're a small production we're we're, we're making this movie on no money mm-hmm. so the the way that permitting works is yeah you can get the film permit but also it comes with you have to get insurance for your film like that's part of it so we would wind up spending somewhere in the range of 1500 to 2000 dollars to shoot a movie that we don't know that we're making money off of at all yeah that's fucking crazy. I can't do that. That's, Sorry. That's way too much. No. Yeah. That, I can't. There's got to so. be some website out there that people who make, uh, you know, small production mm-hmm. uh, companies like that, and people will just, you know, support each other that way. I'm sure there's got to be something. Yeah. You know. I know that Joseph Gordon-Levitt launched something. Um, Was that Kickstarter or something like that? Can't something remember. similar to that. You know, yeah. In terms of this, like a GoFundMe. But yeah, it's almost like he, he basically made a community that was like, okay, so here's the deal. We, you know, I can act. So I would like to act in things. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is like, well, I like to direct. I like to write. It's like all these people that are just like, hey, we're really creative. Like, and like now we know each other and we're friends. Mm. Like maybe we can make something together, you know? Yeah. It's a cool concept. It's like today's version of like going to a college across the country and like you get people from like Minnesota, Texas and fucking California who are like, hey, we're all really talented and we work well together. And just so happens that we go to the same school and we're roommates and let's fucking do it. Now you can yeah. just go online and be like, hey, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're yep. awesome. Let's Yeah, let's that's do the it. idea. Let's fucking do it, man. And depending on what happens, like I might look into that a little bit more and see if um, we could we could have our work on that website, which would mm-hmm. be cool. So then it's like almost in touch with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, almost. which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, um, if anything comes of it through this program he does, you like you have him to thank. Yeah, that's and write true. Him a nice letter. Yeah, appreciating what he's doing. Robin, I like that name. You think so? The Dark Knight Rises. Sorry. Yeah. Batman's gonna come up in in the uh, on topic part of the show too today. But not no way. Yeah, it is. One hundred percent. I don't know how you could possibly relate it. No. no. You don't? No. Really? Oh no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a yeah, I I'm I don't take anything away from our uh the movie that we saw because I liked it. But yeah. also uh I've seen it already. So it's interesting. But yeah. Things happen. Um what have you been up to other than working your balls off, man? Oh, not too much. Not too much. You know, I know I've mentioned before, I, I, I play online reality games. So, yeah. this week I'm 
I've made it to the final four of this Facebook Big Brother game that I am playing. You know, I, cool. I tend not to talk about this stuff. You know, it's kind of like a guilty pleasure type thing, and I know it seems silly. It's games, but it's not a guilty no, pleasure. It's fun, man. You know, no, it's, I mean, a, it's a huge community around you, and you meet a lot of people. So this is a the season started back in I think January, so hmm. it's been going on for a few months now. A cast of forty five people, and I made it final four. Whoa! This past week they had three live nights in a row, so way that would work is we started a set time we have our hoh comp yeah. right away nominations are made we go straight into the veto right after that voting is due and it's just three in a row just like an hour hour and a half of like a week's worth of the game in one night three nights in a row so i've been up late oh shit tired works an extra day this week but you know, you're killing it work yeah i'm killing it man it's awesome I that's really cool it is really cool. It's a lot of fun. I'm very competitive, so you know, yeah. getting these games and you know, people take these pretty seriously. Top <laughs> so, fucking four. That's intense. I played the first. So there's like a lot of different games mm-hmm. that this the online reality game community uh, comes up with. There's a lot of challenge games. You know, the MTV's a challenge. I, I talked about that a lot. That I watch. Mm-hmm. You know, they have those. They have Big Brother. They do Survivor. They people are gonna mix. You know, it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the at the first season of Facebook Big Brother I played was back in started in August. That went on for three months. I made it to the the final three. You know, the end there. And I lost by one vote. So Fuck. this is my second season of that series that I'm playing, and I've yet to be evicted from the series entirely. So it's like a cast of almost it's got to be like ninety to ninety five people so far that have gone before I have mm. between last season and this season. So I'm pretty proud of it. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool, man. It is cool. I, if you're, it's if like you're your... a reality TV person, then these are, you know, you get... Because, you know, if you grow up watching reality TV, a lot of people, they dream of being on these shows, and this is like the next closest thing. It's like thing. a mini version it's of it. It's a mini version. It's good practice if yeah. I fucking did make it. And I'm yeah. like, all right, I've been in this situation before, but... I can say shit and people can't fucking it's screenshot like you're, it. You're in the minor it. leagues. Yeah, exactly. The minor leagues. I'm in the farm leagues right now. That's man. pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's a lot of fun. So yeah. if you're a reality TV fan, these things are for you. You got to get on one of those shows for sure. Yeah. We'll take a we'll take a WT Fada hiatus. Yeah. You know, I'll film mm-hmm. the movie while we can, we're while you're doing that, and then you, we'll come back together. Yeah. <laughs> you can take um some sound bites from. Oh, yeah, we'll chart your progress on the show. That'd yeah. be cool. Well, you can just take, you know, you know how they do... Um... Oh, I can make you say things you didn't say. Oh, well, not that. Oh. I mean, you can just do podcasts and me take <laughs> things that I've said before and put them all together like we're actually on. It's like a brand new... Together. So when I'm off filming, people don't know that I'm there until the show comes out. That's true. Unless it's Big Brother because that film's live. Does it? It does, yeah. Some of the logisticals of, like, live, live TV, it's crazy. It's somewhat live. It's like just a, a, a minute delay or something? A little um, bit no. So they'll have... They'll film like... A, a, probably like a week's worth and then they'll they'll show it. But when people get evicted on those nights, those are always live. Those are real, yeah. Those are, those are live, yeah. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the, the live TV thing. Mm-hmm. There's so many factors to it. There's so many like things that could go wrong. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah. We just have one verse and be like, what the fuck? You know, it's like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I think that's why they do just the eviction night to yeah. be live. Yeah. And, you know, if I think if someone says something like that, they breach a contract, they get fined or something. Yeah. But they have live feeds so you can, you know, around the house because there's yeah. cameras everywhere that you can, you know, subscribe to CBS and, and watch. Do you ever stalk anybody? No, I've gone on live feeds before, but it's fucking boring. Yeah, it's just people doing people things. Just people doing people things, man. And anything that interesting that gets caught, there's people who religiously watch these live feeds and they'll just report it online. You can just go in there and get a recap, you know? Like, it's funny. When did Big Brother start? (laughs) (laughs) It's a long time ago, right? So what are they on? Season 21, and these seasons usually go... No, 22, 23, somewhere around there. So, had to have started, they do one season a year, it's like three months, I had to start like 22 years ago. Wow. Let me get the exact date. Because like I've heard about it growing up, but I was never like, I didn't really care for it. Mm. Uh, Big Brother season one, July 5th of 2000. Okay. So... 20 years. The, the thing that I was wondering is if what came first, that or the Truman Show, because that's what it reminds me of. I think the Truman Show was 96 or 97. Oh, yeah. 98. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Yeah. That, Two years after. That uh, must have sparked some imaginations there. It's like, we could just, just watch people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we should do an episode of the Truman Show. At some point, I love that movie. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I think you got me into it. Yeah. You had me watch it. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I'm trying to think if I saw or did anything else interesting. Um, the last night, I was um, I'm into a new um, I'm into like a new diet right now. And, uh, it's like, it's so far, it's been kind of hard. Um, but so last night I, I, w- I was like, my head hurt and I just, I didn't feel good. I was like, all right, well, let's just relax. So I rented a movie and, um, it was called Haunt. Mm-hmm. And basically it's like, it starts out with this girl and, first thing you see is like she has like a like a bruised eye and she like is putting makeup on to like cover it up and her friend is like hey you know you you know her friend comes in to like try to borrow something but also is is uh is talking to her about her boyfriend and you realize like oh the boyfriend did the thing Mm -hmm. that caused black eye all that shit yeah and um they decide like it's halloween so they're gonna go out and they, you know, they go to, like, a club first, and she's nervous. She keeps feeling like maybe her boyfriend is, like, kind of around, you know? And uh, at one point, she goes outside, and she's standing there, and there's um, there's somebody at the end of the hallway. She gets, a, she gets a text. I think it was from him, if I remember right. Um, but she gets, like, a text, and it says, like, you know, can you guess what costume I'm in? And it's like, that's creepy, you know? And she goes outside and she sees some guy in a costume and it's starting to feel like he's, like, kind of approaching her specifically. And then she gets distracted 
by your friends. Your friends are like, hey, come on, let's go. So they like get in the car and they start driving. And I can't remember exactly where they were heading initially, but she starts to feel like there's somebody following them. So she's like, hey, can you take a turn? So they're like, all right, sure. So they take a turn and they're like, where are we going? And she's like watching out the back and then like the car turns behind them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's like, I think, you know, I think we're being followed. And they wind up pulling off the side of the road. And they're sitting there and they like turn the lights off. They're sitting there and they're just looking down the dark road. And it's like, it's a really cool shot because it's just a quiet, rural country road at night. It's all dark. You maybe see, like, a couple of little glints of light down the end of the road, and you're kind of, like, focusing in on, what was that? But nothing comes of them. But what does happen is, all of a sudden, off to the side of the road, bam, haunted house, lights turn on. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, let's let's go do this. Mm -hmm. So they drive up, and they see there's, like, people at the front door, and there's, like, a guy dressed as a clown standing there. And he, like, walks back and he opens the, like, this big sliding, like, garage door. And he lets them go in and then he closes it. So her and her friends all walk up. And they're like, hey, um, we want six tickets for your haunted house. And the dude doesn't move. So they're like, okay. They're just kind of standing there. And then he, like, raises his hands up, like, into fists. And they're not sure what to do at first and they're like uh bailey one of the girls they're like why don't you uh why don't you pick a hand (laughs) so she like walks over and she's like and she picks one and the guy just puts his fist over like turns it around Mm -hmm. and then he opens his hand and there's nothing in it so her friends are like hey pick the other hand right Mm -hmm. so she picks the other hand and he like rolls his hand over and he opens it and there's nothing in it and then he brings his hands down to his side and then he raises it and he brings it up to like right next to her head mm-hmm. and then he pulls back and he has the key and he gives her the key and he points to a box on the wall so she like walks over and she unlocks it and she takes out a clipboard and it has like this super detailed contract of like hey like you know we don't take responsibility for this 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 blah 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 all this stuff he's like alright so this is like an extreme haunt She's like, we're basically signing our wives away. And they were like, well, let's fucking do it. Like, this is fucking cool. So they sign, and they have to put their cell phones in the box. And they close them in, and then the guy opens the garage door, and he lets them in, and then absolute horror ensues. And it was very fun to watch. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty intense. It's like, um, I think it's called, like, McCainy Manor or something. Have you heard of that? Yeah. It's... God damn it. Yeah. There's some horrible fucking, like, the there's... Like, there was a story about... I watched a... Uh, um, the documentary uh, on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched and, it, too. I was, like, in and out of it. I just had it on background yeah. noise, but it sounded fucking wild. But there's a bunch of them that are like that. Yeah. There's this one guy that built one that was, like, in his backyard. Yeah, that's, I think that's the one. Is that the one? Yeah, it's in his... Yeah. Okay, all right. And then yeah. he, like, he sent it over, and it's like, yeah, we have... You know, we have the right to, like, pull your teeth out or something like that. It's fucking like, crazy. You can... You can back out you know i'm pretty sure you can like you know well i know that there was one story of somebody that had like signed up had agreed they were good to go and then they got there and they panicked and they ran Mm -hmm. and like he and his wife jumped in their van Mm -hmm. and drove out after them Mm -hmm. 
literally caught them on the road and dragged them into the van, <laughs> zip-tied their hands, and brought them back to the haunted house. And then sent like, them through yeah. it. It's like, this is not a haunted house. That's an abduction and torture. Yeah, no, like, I that's know. not... I don't know. It's it's a weird thing, but also it's like, don't sign contracts with fucking weirdos. Yeah. Like, if somebody's like, I have this haunted house in the back of my... In the back of my you know, it's in my yard, yeah. all right? But uh, it's a haunted house, but it's pretty extreme, and I'd like to show it to you, but you're going to have to sign all this. Well, you so know? what they do is they no say fucking if, if you make it through, you get $20,000. And everyone's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I can take a little bit of, like, this for $20,000, but I don't think anyone's ever gotten through it. And I think, um, I don't think there's, like, a set end. I think they just pretty much torture you until you quit. You know, like, <laughs> hey, like, in order to move on, you know, we're not going to pull your teeth out, but here's suppliers, you have to pull your teeth out. Right. Type thing. Right. Like, yes, no one's ever going to get fucking through it. I just, you know what, I, I'm proud of a serial killer that found a way to monetize it mm-hmm. and, and not legal, like, not do anything expressly speaking illegal (laughs) it's just somebody that was like i'm really really fucked up and i definitely want to experience this stuff but i also don't want to don't want to get caught (laughs) that's yeah that's really fucking terrifying these people just they enjoy torturing people and they're like well how can we do it and not get in trouble like oh easy oh it's a haunted haunted house yeah yeah yeah. Or it will be, once we're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking horrifying. But yeah, the movie was really cool. And it definitely had that vibe where I don't think they expressly stated it, but I was like, this is like this shit's going on the deep web. Like that's what they're doing. They're making money off of uh tormenting these people. It's called the haunt. Yeah. Um or or just haunt. Maybe it's just haunt. Would you rent it from? Was it Netflix? It was on Voodoo. Voodoo. 2013. I think that's it. Mystery Romance, it says. No. No. Okay. What the fuck? Mm. The hell is the name of this goddamn movie? Mm. No. The cast is not related to you. Uh, Haunt Horror Film? 2019? That's it. Slasher thriller. That sounds more like what you're describing. How yeah. many Google friends encounter extreme haunted house that promises a few in their darkest fears? The night turns deadly as they come to the horrifying realization that some nightmares are real. Yeah, yeah. It sounds interesting. Yeah, it was good. Big names in there. That's no, pretty, pretty. I like, I like movies like that. Yeah, pretty unknown cast, but I thought they were, they were all really good. From the writers of A Quiet Place. Yep. And producer Eli Roth. Okay. Maybe I'll give that one a shot. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it was good. Speaking of The Quiet Place, the second one looks pretty good. It doesn't look bad. I also, I don't know, there's something about the first one that I was always, like, kind of on the fence about. Oh, I didn't like the first one. No? No, I did not. Yeah. I I know that, like, it got a lot of fans and a lot of accolades, but I don't, you know, I don't... I was watching it, and there were too many things that were just blatantly distracting for me, mm-hmm. like... If you have a power, if you have a generator that's giving you electricity, which they clearly do, that thing's going to be loud as fuck. So where is the generator and how are you shielding it from, you know, the ears of these creatures? 
I was, you know, when I, in the, when the first, when the Quiet Place first came out, I was, and I watched the, the trailer for it, and I was, like, really expecting it to be, like, a survival horror, like, something like you're on the edge of your seat, yeah. scary or whatever, but I didn't get that feeling watching yeah. it. I wasn't that, like, whatever, and it's like, oh, you know, we're, we're in a place where we gotta be quiet, and, mm-hmm. uh, she's pregnant, by the way, and mm-hmm. she's gonna have a baby, and babies, spoiler alert, they're not quiet. No giving birth is not quiet no and then they I feel like they want to be like oh my god like what are they gonna do about this and I'm like dude I don't like no I don't care I'll tell you what you're gonna do about it coat hanger oh, right now <laughs> what <laughs> I was just saying yeah. like if it's like if it's like well we're gonna have this thing and like you know it's life is precious and everything it's like well why not risk why, why are you risking every all of your lives yeah for this for the, one yeah, it's just I, know. I don't know I know like being in that situation you know like living that real life would be like oh this is a pressing matter like this is like something we really got to be concerned about but in the movie and I'm like alright great like, that kind of takes the suspense out of me because like I know that now I see it coming now mm-hmm. I see you know everything up to that point is going to be whatever because that's going to be like the big climax there like you know how is she going to you know give birth and how are they going to keep this fucking baby quiet and like it kind of like just like mapped out how the movie's going to go to me and mm-hmm. it kind of ruined the suspense Yeah. and I was like alright well I'm not entertained anymore yeah, you know. just sucked you right out of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I just I understand that people liked it, but I also am like I don't know. Yeah. It just wasn't my wasn't fully my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that Killian Murphy's in this one. Um, he is. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck yeah, because I haven't seen him do apocalyptic semi-horror since like 28 Days Later I always thought he was oh, very good in that 28 you know? Days Later was such a good movie yeah yeah and he's he's just such a uh, he's such a an unassuming person at times mm. and then other times it's like he can kick it up a notch like the the ending of 28 Days Later when he's just like going through and just like murking people I was like this Dude, is fucking awesome like, he is so good that movie was so good see like that's that's a kind of like survival horror like I was expecting with the yeah. quiet place you know it's kind of like the same concept you're in you know there's a threat that's bigger you mm-hmm. need to be quiet you need shelter you know not as intensive like I can't make a sound or I'm fucked type yeah. thing you know yeah. but I think he, they did a really good job with that movie and yeah man that scene when they with that that father and his daughter and the guy just looks up and the gets the fucking the blood, blood just right in his eye and like he's like oh god yeah and then he's like hey you alright he's like stay away like he really got my I'm like yeah. no not him fuck him Brandon Brandon Gleason is that what else was he in um Gangs of New York I haven't this seen was a big one um Gangs of New York we should we should do uh, you should yeah. definitely see that one. I have to watch that one um trying to think of what he's been in a few things the name sounds familiar he's been around yeah. I think he might have been in the Harry Potter movies too the yeah. guy with the weird eye oh okay I think that was him but um I could be completely fucking wrong I, I'm not I'm admittedly not super familiar with Harry Potter um but no he's a, he's a good actor I I, I, uh, I definitely did feel for that dude I was like shit god damn it yeah I'll check it out it's funny how, like, there's so many movies where it's, like, it's the apocalypse and there's some big looming threat, but also the real threat is us. Like, the, the conclusion is that people suck. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's a big thing with The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, 28 Days Later, and even, like, A Quiet Place didn't do it, but A Quiet Place Part 2, I know the trailers keep touting that moment where it's, like, where Killian Murphy is, like, you, uh... That, that line that he drops. Yeah, he's, yeah. like, the, the kind of people that are out here aren't the kind of people worth saving, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, oh, <laughs> like, it's always just people suck. You were right. Harry Potter. I was, Harry yeah. Potter, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. should be Mad Eye Moody. Yep. Something. Alaska Moody. Yeah, that's a yeah. Good call. Yeah. Good catch. Um Yeah, it's a, it's kind of like a, interesting how uh we really feel like it's you know, people are the threat if everything was to, you know, fall apart. Like if the coronavirus really does wipe us all out and there's only like a select few that are are surviving Mm -hmm. it's like we gotta watch out for those select few yeah they're dangerous what do you think about the coronavirus are you nervous no (laughs) no i'm not Mm -hmm. i i understand why they'd be taking precautions so like i was talking about this with um one of the people that i you know my job i audit homes and you know i shoot the shit with the homeowners and i was talking to the guy yeah, with this and like I know the media is like hey like really gotta be really careful like cause if they don't present it as something that's like a big deal that could potentially kill someone then it's like everyone's like alright it's whatever and they don't take precaution someone dies then it's like oh well you told us it's not deadly yeah. but if they do what they're doing now they're like you know it's deadly be careful and then like it's not as deadly as it comes off then it's like oh well pff, you're, you're overhyping this so yeah what do you do you err on the side of caution i get i get why they're saying be careful because there makes are people sense. that are susceptible to it who don't yeah. have strong immune systems like older people and children and people with autoimmune diseases and yeah so it makes sense to make sense kind of hype it up err on the side of caution but yeah i mean i think they are kind of overhyping a little bit but yeah. it's like a lot of you know, just fucking I mean, we had somebody, like, you know, I work at a grocery store. Uh, There was a woman that came in looking for hand sanitizer, and we were out because everybody's going fucking bananas. Yep. She started crying. She started crying. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking bizarre. This is really strange. Mm -hmm. We're living in, like, a fucking, uh, like, a... Like a Twilight Zone existence right now. Uh-huh. I just don't feel like anything's gonna happen. I'm like, I don't, yeah. and and like, I don't know. It just it, it is very, very strange. Well, like a lot of a lot of like schools are shutting down for like a week at a time if someone who works in school goes to the school contracts it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like events are being canceled. Mm-hmm. Flight prices are dropping. Because people Ooh. are traveling, so which is like this is the perfect time to travel. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna go someplace. You're gonna go to like Vegas. So there's gonna be nobody around. There's gonna be no one there. It's gonna You'll be like your dirt pick cheap. of all the prostitutes. It's like, dude, the way I see it is, <laughs> that's true. You gotta <laughs> You're like, which ones have coronavirus and which don't? Um, no, it's like you could travel for dirt cheap and then mm-hmm. risk getting a disease and you could die, or you know, I could sit here in my not so exciting normal life and die slowly you know so might as well just take the risk and I mean we're doing that anyways yeah I'm it's not even a change of pace here doing the same shit every fucking day so I might as well try to go to the Bahamas and you know contract coronavirus but you know 
only it's saw fine. be on a beach with a margarita That's rather it. than dying in this tomb of an apartment. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm just messing. <laughs> I've, had, I've, I've thought that before. But, uh, I, bro- I busted out of my tomb. Not of my own accord. Um... Yeah, no, I definitely think, like, if, if flights to Vegas are cheap, I, I think I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm going to go see some, some ladies. You can go see the, uh, go to the same brothel that, uh, what's his face? Bob Lazar. <laughs> Bob Lazar, yeah. I, I, I got to show up and be like, have any of you guys seen Tony Bullock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really want to see Tony Bullock. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. As far as a prostitute goes, like what? That is a name. That's that sells. That is a name that sells. Like, well, you could have Misty or Candy, or Tony Bullock. Yeah. Ooh, Bullock. Mm. Yeah. I am enticed. Yep. <laughs> no. Oh uh, fuck. All right, man. What do you think? I'm ready. You want to jump into the. The, the on the topic. topic. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a little uh, little commercial break. You guys know the drill. And we'll be back here in just a minute or a minute and a half. Bye. We need each other, don't we? Are you okay? Hurry, please. Wherever you go. Hello? I'm standing right behind you. I know you better than anyone else in the world. He has figured out a way to be invisible. You could. Please listen to me. I know that you feel like you're going insane sometimes. I'm the only one who can help you. I see you! The Invisible Man. And we're back. What are we talking about? What, what the fuck are we talking about today, John? Well, it's something that we talked about on last week's podcast. We, uh, at that point, it was up in the air. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that you thought looked, you thought looked good, right? You were interested. Maybe yeah, were, right? I had already picked out that I was going to be like comparing it to something else, uh-huh. which I've already talked about on this episode. I had already like I, I noticed that already. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. 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 I was unsure. Yeah. But well, we're going to be talking about the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. I thought looked terrible, mm. to be honest. Mm. I was just not intrigued. Yeah. Every time I saw the trailer, I laughed at how yeah. ridiculous it looked. Yeah. I was. I think I was middle of the road. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I just. I was like, I don't know. Here's the thing. This is Universal's latest attempt at trying to do something with their properties. It's just. It never works out. It just historically has not worked out. Mm-hmm. So you go back and you look at. The the plans to do a dark universe have been in in consideration since Benicio del Toro did the Wolfman, which if if you're keeping count at home, I think that came out in 2010. So that that's 20 years ago. That that, that no, sorry, ten. that's 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm from the future. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so that's 10 years ago, right? We'll edit that out. You slipped out. Yeah, you can't I slipped let people out. People know that you're from the future. I can't. I know. I can't, that's, I, I see all. It's hard to surprise me unless you're my ex. Um, uh, I so yeah. So for ten years they've been like doing this. Now, take into account that it takes about two years to do a movie, mm-hmm. right? 
So just think about the all the false starts that they've had to this universe. Like, the, the Wolfman came out in 2010, and then I think they did... I'm trying to remember the order of events. I know that Dracula Untold came yeah. out at some point, mm-hmm. which was also a false start. They put it out and immediately were like, actually, no, no, no. I know that you guys didn't really like that one. We're just kidding. That's not the beginning of it. And then they did... Uh, then they did the mummy with uh, Tom Cruise, and you know it bombed, and everybody was like, "Nope, we don't want any of that." And they were like, "We know, we know. It's, yeah. it's a joke. It's a joke. We're gonna do the next one. It'll be kind of the start." So it's just like over and over and over, they failed, and I didn't have much faith that they had learned their lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, going into this, um, the director is Lee. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Lee Wannell, who was one of the writers on the original Saw movie, which that had me interested. And I think uh, Elizabeth Moss is carving out a place for herself in Hollywood in terms of... Uh, I, I do feel like she's a pretty good actress. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it had a couple things going for it, but at the same time, I just... I don't know. I don't have the faith in... Universe. Even even though Cats was excellent. <laughs> even though Cats was great, it hasn't totally won me back. Yeah. um so yeah i remember you mentioning on last week's podcast that this was potentially a start of a dark universe that they might try and make this yeah i mean and in the dark universe it's just a a series of horror films pretty much or thrillers it's all based on the universal classic monster movies so it's like they had way back when they had a lot of people think that marvel was like the they were the first people that were like, shared universe! It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. But like, way back in like the 30s and 40s, um, you had Universal producing like, oh, here's Frankenstein. Here's the Wolfman. Here's the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Here's the Invisible Man. Here's the Mummy, right? But then you had crossover movies where um, some of those characters would meet each other and I can't come up with them off the top of my head like it might have been Frankenstein and Dracula meeting something like that and also there was a constant string throughout there that there was a Van Helsing-esque character that was involved like he was like the Nick Fury only instead of bringing the team together he was trying to hunt the monsters so like they, they they were doing that back then and the Dark Universe is supposed to be an update to that where it's like we have a stable of characters that we could make money off of if we knew what the fuck to do with them, mm-hmm. we should try to invest in creating something that's like what Marvel has, but because it's horror movies, we can kind of go in a different direction. But they just keep they just keep bumbling that yeah. process. Like, I think the worst version of it was when they did The Mummy, because The Mummy, they were like, let's do a straight, like, let's go, like, straight, middle-of-the-road actioner you know, like Mission Impossible. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like Mission Impossible featuring the mummy. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, I think the problem is like your tone, right? Like if you're trying to compete with Marvel, avoid their tone, avoid, avoid. So they they're making movies that are like super family friendly. You have a fucking stable of horror characters. Make a dark universe that's like hard PG thirteen. Make it so that kids can go see it. But also make it like really close to the line where it's like, mm, you know, this is almost R-rated. This is actually very scary. You know, amp up the dread. Mm-hmm. Do that. 
you know, just commit. You have monsters, not heroes. So yeah. it doesn't make sense to, you know, to tell these, like, action stories about saving the world. It's like, nah, these characters are more psychologically driven, you know, and they're more personal, you know. Mm. And, I mean, even though they haven't... I mean, the universal version of Frankenstein is not Frankenstein. Um, but the if you go back and you look at Mary Shelley's original book, and if you look at the Kenneth Branagh-directed film that had Robert De Niro playing the creature, um, that's a character that's, like, fucking fascinating. Like, really, really cool, and asks a lot of intense questions, you know? And, and you could tell... You could use those elements in these stories to tell those darker... Those, those darker kind of... Uh, more psychologically driven stories like Frankenstein <clears throat> we all know the story like Victor Frankenstein goes out collects a bunch of body parts stitches them all together and tries to reanimate them and he's successful but as soon as this thing comes to life he immediately is like completely sickened at what he's done like he's like oh I have upset the natural order like this is not something that should happen mm-hmm. so <clears throat> he like disowns the thing the creature disowns it the creature goes out and he winds up i think he the first stop is he's hiding in the in the barn of this family and he's hanging out with like pigs and cows and stuff but like as he's doing this he's starting to like get like his motor skills back he's starting to get a little bit more finessed and then he's like watching through like the cracks of their you know, of of their walls and stuff, and uh, through their windows, he's watching, like, the mother teaching the children, and, like, he's kind of learning from that, and then later on, he's going to go on to describe it as, I wasn't learning, it was like I was remembering, because my brain was already backloaded with this information, it was like, it was just kind of rebooting, you know, and I was gathering it, but what happens is, like, he winds up having to ask deeply psychological and spiritual questions about, like, okay, so why am I here? Like, I was put on this planet, and and I don't know the initial version of me, you know, or the initial versions of me. Like, I don't know why they were here, but now I am here, and and in my case, God is a man. God is somebody that I can actually ask the question of, and God is somebody that disowned me. Mm -hmm. So God brought me into this world, and then he, he disowned me, and ever since, I've been having to run and hide because people are frightened of me and people are sickened by me. And that is infuriating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want to go to God and I want to find out why he did this to me. And then, basically, like when he doesn't like the answers that he gets, it's like, well, I can burn God's entire life down. Yeah. And it turns into this revenge story. And it's like it's fucking cool. Like, that is such a cool story, you know? And, and like, leaning into those things, you know, are the, that's the way out of their, that's the way out of their funk. They have to go and they have to look at why those characters exist. So, like, <clears throat> the Invisible Man uh, has always been, it's always been this thing of, uh, you know, pushing science too far and those questions. Mm. And this one 
that's to me that's the direction that you should go and and there's a kevin bacon movie called hollow man yeah we mentioned hollow man does that where it's like okay so like they achieve their desired results but like now this fucking guy can't sleep because he can't find any darkness like his eyelids are fucking invisible so it's like he's losing his mind and he's like having to put towels over his head to try to sleep and it's just not working and it's like he's slowly going down this path and it's like the um to me the the idea of i mean i feel like invisibility's always been something that like oh wow that would be really cool but i think that the I think what the Invisible Man is like initially, even in the older stories, because it was based. It's based on a book by H. G. Wells that came out in like the eighteen, the late eighteen hundreds. You know, huh. this concept's been around for a long time, and I think the initial idea is just, you know, we pursue things um, doggedly, and you know, I guess the question is, is like, is there a is there a chance that we open like a Pandora's box? Is there a chance that like these things that we pursue aren't what we want really, you know? Yeah. The original invisible man goes crazy because of the, the chemicals that he's used to actually make himself invisible. Um, similar with hollow man. Um, this movie kind of goes in a different direction and, and that's okay. Um, but I definitely don't feel like it's like it's using the name the Invisible Man and uh, putting everything that the Invisible Man was about up on a shelf somewhere else. Yeah, to to me, it the the direction they went into this was to kind of highlight gaslighting. Yep. Yep. You know, make it more you know two thousand twenty. Exactly. You know, I know gaslighting is yeah. like a big thing. You hear the term more often now. Yep. And it kind of just shows you. It's personified, like, you know, he's just, like, literal invisible person who's doing all these things to make me look crazy, Yeah. you know? And this guy's yeah. literally invisible. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when you have, you know, on the surface sometimes you see things and it's like, no, no, like, you know, he does things you don't see. Yeah. So it's driving me mad. And yeah. this is literally, like, you don't see this guy at all and he's doing these things that make me look fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that... They came to a very different conclusion than me in terms of how to fix their problem. But I also think that this is a creative solution to a big problem, which is, you know, if you're... Here's the thing. You go back to the source material, because all of these stories are based on books, I think, originally. Um, Maybe save for... Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm jumping the gun there. Frankenstein and Dracula are the Invisible Man is. But I don't know about the Creature from the Black Lagoon or um, the Mummy or the Wolfman. I don't know if those are. Those might have been purely like, let's make, let's add more horror characters. Um, but this is a creative solution to their problem that I might not have arrived at myself because mm-hmm. I... I tend to, like, what, what I do is I go back into where did these stories originate and what's at the heart of them. Because I think that the questions that storytellers raise are often eternal. There's not an answer to them. So they're, they're, they're always fascinating. Um, so for me, I probably would have went back to the source material and been like, okay, so what is, like, 
what is the, 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 the core bit, which is just man's pursuit of science um, can have unintended and sometimes deadly consequences. I was like, all right, so that's kind of what we would do. But I think that, I think that it's not like Hollow Man's been out, like it's been so recent that you can't do that. But I do think that it's, it did it very well. Like, that's Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven, director of RoboCop and Starship Troopers. Like, this guy picks out schlocky movies to try to elevate. And some people think he's more successful than others. Like, And some of his attempts are more successful than others. I mm -hmm. think RoboCop kind of stands tall as being like, that's how you make B-movie schlock into, like, a masterpiece, you yeah. know? But I still, I do think Hollow Man is pretty good, and it does a good job of exploring those questions. And I think that it made enough of an impact that it does make sense to kind of go in a different direction. Um, this approach, it's fascinating. Because it almost it does feel like it's kind of brand new. You know, like it's a brand new character almost. But still under the label, The Invisible Man. Mm -hmm. I think that they do a lot in the movie to kind of play on... Uh, or to kind of like play up that idea, the notion of, uh, you know, not just the invisible man, but the invisible user, you know, yes. the gaslight, the gaslighter and um, his, I, I was impressed with that take just because it does seem so foreign from what the original idea was, but it's just so appropriate. And now m this is where my brain goes is, I think that I read that Universal was kind of like taking a different approach where they're going to be like, let's go director-driven and one story at a time. But if they look at this as a success, which they fucking should, because it's making a lot of money on a relatively modest budget, um, then my question is like, what is the version of... Like, what is the version of the Wolfman that plays into our like socio-political, you know, lives? Yeah. Like, how, what do you do with that? And is it just like, is it, is it like, is the Wolfman about toxic masculinity? Yeah, I was on the same You can kind of like do a, that. You know, the, go by a more like predatory, yeah. you know, down that road there. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's another thing. I think that... The Wolfman is a savage. He's a savage, and I think also it's not necessarily... I think what's interesting about the Wolfman is like, that's, it's not like he's making the active decision that I'm going to turn into this. You know, it's just like it's coming over me, and I, I can't, I can't yeah. stop it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, in the same way that the Invisible Man is about an abuser, I think mm -hmm. that maybe the Wolf Man could kind of fall into that category too, yeah. of being maybe not about an abuser, but definitely, like you said, a predator. You know, and somebody that like I, I can't stop. Like I don't, I don't know why this keeps happening. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and it might be something where you could. <sighs> You don't, you don't want to frame it sympathetically because you're going to be disappointed and disgusted by the actions that this person is taking, but also, mm -hmm. I think the, like we talked about it, like, I think maybe sometimes people are just what they are, and it's not a yes. conscious decision, it's not a choice, and in the face of consequences, uh, they still can't, they still cannot help themselves. They cannot adapt to that behavior. Yeah. They cannot change. So I think that the Wolfman could kind of be that same way where you're you're 
you know, experiencing something that's kind of cynical and pessimistic in terms mm-hmm. of its outlook on humanity. But it's, it is fascinating to think that, like, they might be moving. This is the right, this is the right move. This is the right move. You're taking these characters and you're putting our modern society on them. Yeah. And in doing so, um, I think you're, you're making them current. The problem is that they haven't been current in a very long time. You know, even when they were being made in the 30s and 40s, it wasn't really about the society. It was world building outside of the society. It was stories that were happening in the distant past. And it's like now, you know, this is, this is, a, this is an interesting way to, to get around that problem of, of, you know, them feeling outdated, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, it makes sense. You know, I know on, I don't think we talked about it on air, but we talked about uh, that's, you know, Master of None. You haven't seen mm-hmm. it, but uh, I told you about that that scene where this dude was on, you know, I think it was a, a, a train or a bus something, and he was like publicly just fucking cranking one out, and you know, everyone, <laughs> obviously everyone sees them and they freak out and they call the cops, and you know, uh, Aziz Nazari's character is like, dude, like, what are you, like, what's wrong with you, you know? Yeah. And he's like, I forget the exact line he says, but he, you know, what he explains is like, I can't help that I have this desire, like, this mm. is what gets me off, you know, and. You know, must be nice for for you to not have to deal with that type thing. And, and Aziz Ansari is like, ah, you kind of make me feel bad, but like it's still fucking disgusting. Like, yeah. just excuse what he did, but you know, it goes back to that thing that people people can't help these desires that they have, right. but they can, you know, they can control how they deal with it. Right. You know, and some people they recognize that and they can take whatever steps they need to control that shit that's going on Mm -hmm. and there's some people who just fucking let it just run rampant they're like yeah I don't give a fuck dude like this is something that I want that I desire and I'm just gonna fucking beat off on the train you know yeah and some people they just the demon inside is is powerful and it it overtakes them you know not saying that it's like excusable because it's not at all it's disgusting and it you know it's it hurts people around you like it traumatizes people yeah but you know it kind of you know it's it, it offers like a a different perspective and maybe how we approach that's that fine line that i was talking about with with you know with that potential story of the wolfman wolf it's like you're kind of reminding me of that yeah. yeah you're kind of like you're almost like sympathetic because you're locked into him being like that's what was surprising to me about this was that like <clears throat> i understand exactly why the story is structured the way it is but you know there's a there's a show, and I have not watched it, but I've heard about it, and I'm interested in it. But you? Yeah. Have... We've watched both seasons. Okay. Yeah. So this is about a stalker? Yeah, so this More guy... Or less? Um, yeah, he's a stalker, and he... It's funny, because you really get into the mind of him, and he, like, justifies all the bad shit that he does mm-hmm. in, like, a, a greater good type way. Like, I'm protecting you. I'm doing this, you know? I'm, right. I'm doing this to protect you. I'm yeah. crossing these moral lines for, yeah. like, the greater good, and... Yeah, and, you know it's it's interesting because like you know I I don't have like a major in psychology or anything, but it's it's interesting to see how maybe someone in that position who does these things justifies it in their own mind to convince themselves that what they're doing isn't that bad. So that if so, th- was this uh, was this rated R? It was pretty violent. There's a couple of like um, pretty hacky, slashy moments. It must have been. And I know she said motherfucker, but I feel like it was the only time that she that I heard that word, so I'm I'm not sure. But if it was PG thirteen, I feel like they I don't think it would have been PG thirteen. Um 
Oh, no, no, uh, uh, no, the Invisible Man, sorry. Oh, 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 <laughs> they meant there was, uh, you, the Invisible Man. Uh, Rated R, yeah. Rated R. All right, so it's not necessarily a problem of the rating, but, you know, I, I, I do, I was, supp- I, I, I understand why they did it this way, because it's very risky to do it the other way, but it's called the Invisible Man, and I almost wonder what it would be like from the perspective of you, where it was like, no, 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 like, watch this guy that lost somebody that he cared about, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the lengths that he's going to try to, like, get her back and stuff, you mm-hmm. know? There would have been a much more twisted story. Yeah. Like, this one is put squarely on the idea that, like, that guy's the monster. Mm-hmm. But it would be weird to... There's a movie called Falling Down with Michael Douglas... And it's like you're watching this guy like slowly lose it. Mm-hmm. But it happens so slow that there's a point in the movie where he literally stops and he's like, when did I become the bad guy? And it's like, I don't know. I yeah. got to go back and like pay more attention to this, you know? It's the same thing with like Walter White and Heisenberg. Like yeah. watching somebody that like I think maybe starts out at least with you under the illusion that they have the best intentions. Yeah. You know? And then it just slowly like ticks away, you know? But I think you might have needed a more long-form format to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that The Invisible Man as an hour-and-a-half movie uh, with the protagonist being an abusive stalker would be very strange. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I think it you is need a, is more time. time. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do question it. I'm like, huh. I wonder, like, because it would have fucked with people. It would have made people like really like, ah. This one's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious. It's like you have... This woman that's traumatized and this asshole that's, like, trying to hurt her more. Mm-hmm. And, like, so it's it's not your mind. There's no dissonance, you know? Yeah. But I kind of like dissonance. I like when I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, like, it seems like this guy really loves her, but also, like, she is fucking terrified of him. Yeah. Doesn't want anything to do with him, and he won't stop. And, like, that that tension, I like feeling that way when I watch things. Yeah. Like, Rob Zombie did The Devil's Rejects, and you watch, like, the first half hour of the movie is them, like, go and, like, torture a group of traveling musicians and stuff, and it's like, wow, this was fucking horrid. And then, like, they show, like, the aftermath of it and everything, and then they show them driving down the street, and they're just talking about, uh, Baby Wants Ice Cream, Mm -hmm. and, and... Spalding is saying like oh yeah we should get ice cream and Otis is like you know there is no ice cream in your fucking future you know <laughs> and uh, then they do like a cut where you're like outside of the van and you see the van going and then they cut back in and they show them all like sitting there eating ice cream well, except Otis Otis is just driving like kind of angry and like uh, I think Baby was like hey do you want some and he was like get it away from me and she was like come on take some and he's like get that fucking thing away from me and then she like bopped him on the nose with it yeah. and like her and Spaulding started laughing and Otis was looking at them and then he like kind of like smirked yeah. and shook his head and it was like immediately all the bad fucking shit that you just saw them do mm-hmm. it's like gone you're yeah. just like oh like that's so sweet yeah, yeah. and it was like it's <laughs> fucking weird and I like that weirdness mm. so there's part of me that wonders about like wh- it would have been a lot harder to do yeah and I don't think it would be as successful because I think it would be for a certain type of person that would understand, you know, we can put something on a screen 
and not condone it. You know, we can explore things yeah. safely in the make-believe land of movies mm-hmm. without being, like, seal of approval. Leigh Wannell says it's okay to fucking stalk people, you know? Yeah, no, I, and I think that's what, what you're looking for there is how the, the series you goes. Yeah. So they do do it on there. Yeah. You know, so you do get that perspective of a stalker and, yeah. you know, this and that. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, funny that you, you know, talk about the humanizing of people that do horrible things and like when you see I people that do horrible things you just assume everything about them is just awful mm-hmm. and it's like no they're humans yep. we all have multiple layers and not saying that like bopping someone on the I do have an acute moment like shoving ice cream in someone's face excuses torturing musicians but you know it's depends it's on the ones to, yeah like if it's Bieber it's alright oh. <laughs> He you know, does it to us. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's funny because I was uh, I was watching a little video of like this. Um, it was a it was a lion, and it was you know in, in the zoo, and it was like playing with a with a ball like a cat would, like it's yeah. like an oversized cat, and it was like so sweet and cute, and you almost forget that if you step in there with that <laughs> You're thing, it's going fucked to up. rip you apart. Mm-hmm. And it was adorable to watch it play with the ball, and it jumps around, it shakes its head, and it, you know, just dives into the ground and rolls, and yeah. it's really cute. And it's like, well, that cute thing is capable of, like, eating you in one bite. Just Yeah. Maybe not one bite. They'll tear you apart slowly. I always say there's, like, a thing in character design where, like, sometimes people make these monsters, and they have these gigantic mouths. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, no. no. Monsters are scarier when you know they have to chew. Mm-hmm. If you make a monster too big, it loses something. Yep. If you make it just the right size, it's like, oh, God, this yeah. is fucking terrifying. Uh-huh. The shark from Jaws, you know. I'm more afraid of that than a Tyrannosaurus Rex, because I know that a shark is going to have to, you know, he's going to have to process me. Yeah. You know, that fucking creeps me out. T-Rex will take one bite and you're dead by the time he, he yeah. whips his head and just yeah. rip apart. Yeah. I, I, there's, a, there's definitely a thing yeah. that, uh, you that's know, right. so when you're talking about lions and stuff, like, lions are fucking, those, the, that's the right size. That's the right size mouth to really fuck with you. Yeah. You know, that they can't even get, like, around your torso. They're going to get about here. Not, not to mention they'll purposely do it slowly and play with you and they'll watch you. You know, they'll give you a couple whacks while you're trying to crawl away and they'll just sit there and they're like, yeah, we'll let you get a little far away and, you know, mm-hmm. ride in pain and fucking fuck you up. So. Lions are scary. Yeah. Bye, Haley. Bye. Um, so, yeah. I, um, so, like, it's funny, like, I have, like, I have a couple of, like, little critiques about the movie, but overall I liked it, mm-hmm. um, and there was just, like, for me, it's a good thing that I'm, like, interested enough in the concept that I'm, like, huh, I wonder what it would have been like if you did this or that, you know, and I'm not saying that one is better than the other, I think they made the right move from a financial standpoint, it's like, yeah. let's tell the story from that point of view in this climate. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, it's the same reason why, like, the Black Mask was a great villain for Birds of Prey, because in this climate, he's the villain, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, so, the one thing I, I, you know, they, she talked a lot about the things he did and the things he mm-hmm. said, but it never, it never showed us, you know, how, yeah. how diabolical this guy is, you know, other than the times when he was in the suit, presumably, you know, got kind of confusing yeah you know there were 
there was a part when they were having dinner and then they, you know at the end and they yeah. were talking they were kind of like came out they're like okay this dude is yeah yeah crazy this yeah it's fucking weird for sure you know? but, yeah you know I wish they would have showed more of, of what happened before you know uh, you know I talk about tension and I, I feel like part of and they could have done more with this aspect of it to mm-hmm. make it a bigger thing. Yeah. But to me, I like the tension of also not knowing. You're going through this movie and you're like, well, she's, you know, she's being gassed with and like this guy was abusive and all of this stuff. But also it's like, I liked not knowing that for sure. Yeah, no, you no, know? I agree. And I no, I think maybe towards like the end when we like we get the big unravel and it's like oh he did all this stuff and like it kind of like puts together you kind of like understand more yeah you know, like where she's coming from i think that i think that they could have done that they could have played with that tension more yeah like i think that by the time she gets in her in was it her sister her sister's car when she's trying to escape yeah dude that fucking scene yeah, so she, like, gets in the car, and they start to drive, like, they're, they're about to drive away, and he, like, runs up and smashes the window, and he's like, get out of the fucking car, and he's trying to, like, pull it, and, like, I think at that point, you already are like, okay, this guy is a fucking maniac. Yeah. But yeah, if you had done it differently, if you had been like, where are you going? What are you doing? Please. I forgot about that scene where I was like, oh, I kind of want to see more, and it's like, okay, well, that right there is the guy. Yeah, but that's, right. a, but that's such a small, that's a, such a small was, thing, yeah. and, because... You know, you can't base somebody's actions off of, like, the one thing and, and ultimately, like, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, for me, I would rather not have seen, it, you can, alright, I feel like the, the solution that they found was the weaker of the two, because you either show me, like, how bad it was, and then it's like, imagine if that guy could be invisible, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, fuck, you know, yeah. and then you're like really tense because you already know that this guy was dangerous when you could see him coming. Now you can't see him coming; that makes it worse. Or you just omit that entirely, and you make you could even have you know you 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 question if she's telling the truth because again, that's something that always happens. Women say he did this, and everybody goes like, "Are you sure? Mm-hmm. You sure you're not?" making it up for attention you know so it's like you could play into that trope but also you could manipulate the audience into into doing that to her which is also interesting because like that's the thing when you have when you're like i'm gonna do something that's socio-political right when you do that it opens up a lot of doors to where you can actually like you can fuck around with your audience and you can make them participate in you know in the bad behavior you know come on yeah Come up here, mascot. He's walking around. There were like a few things in, in this movie. It's like like surface level things, like that scene where he runs up and like so she gets in the car. Like she clearly called her ahead of time and was like, "Hey, be here or whatever. Right. Like I need to go." But like when she pulls up to pick her up, she's just completely like clueless. Like doesn't know like what's going on, which is like cool. But like you have to know something's wrong. Right. And the guy runs up and starts banging on the like door, that. and she's just. She's like, drive, drive, drive. And she's like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, what? And then, the, you know, it takes him finally taking his fist back and smashes the window. And so she was like, oh, maybe I should drive. It's yeah. like, you know if your sister is asking you to pick her up in the middle of the night, 
something is going on. You get in that fucking car, she's panting, she ran through the woods, and then you just fucking drive. Yeah. It's like little things like that where I was like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, you could have done that a little bit better. Yeah. I think that that's my... Like, those are the the small moments are the ones that stand out to me as being, like, particularly um, off. Mm-hmm. It's funny. There, there are people that, when they're in their genre, they tend to do better. Um, and Lee Wennell feels like one of those guys to me where I'm sort of like... I, uh... Like, all right, so he's doing this, like, horror thriller movie, right? And all the horror thriller elements of it are pretty fucking good. Like, yeah. he's pretty good at that. But it's in those quieter moments that have to string together the scares that I feel like there's more weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the scene with um, her friend that was the cop and the friend's daughter yep. and her and that scene where they're, like, playing around... And, and bantering back and forth. I think it was when she bought the, the ladder. The ladder, yeah. That was a weird scene. It was just an awkward scene. And I, I compared it to um, to Taken. Mm-hmm. So, like, Taken, you have Liam Neeson, and when Liam Neeson, um, when Liam Neeson is being an action hero and, you know, shooting all the bad guys and shit, it seems perfect, right at home. But if you go back to the beginning of that movie, when he's, like, having a cookout with his friends... What an awkward fucking scene that is. It is so strange. Liam Neeson can't be normal. He's yeah. like Christopher Walken. He's like Christopher Walken. He just can't do it. So he's like, his friends are all like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, nice having a beer on a nice hot day, huh? And and then Liam Neeson is like, sure is. <laughs> and then they're like, so what have you been doing, Gary? And and then they continue having their conversation. And, and then uh, one of them is like, oh, man, I'm fucking... I am fucking starving today. And Liam Neeson is like, you want me to make us some burgers? And everybody's like, yeah, man, sure, whatever. (laughs) Jesus. You know what I mean? It's like this whole fucking thing. And it's like, he just is so weird. And, And in that movie, I almost forgive it because I'm like, yeah, but it's because he's like, he can't be normal. He's been like this super spy his entire career yeah and like that's where he's comfortable so when he's just trying to be a normal suburban dad it don't work Mm -hmm. but in this movie there's really not an explanation for it it's just an awkwardly directed and written scene Mm. everybody is like a little bit too aware that they're like we're in a movie (laughs) haha look at we're in a movie everybody look at it look at how heartwarming we are yeah you know it's very strange to me i didn't like it um so that that was weird, um, but you know it, it's funny. Like it, it, this, it, it's a good it's a good thing when you can start saying like that scene was weird, because mm-hmm. if you can say that without having to be like Jared Leto, I don't know what he was doing the entire fucking movie. I have no idea. You know, yeah. if you could just if you could fucking if you if you could just narrow it down to like one scene that feels off, that's a really good sign. It means that you put out a pretty fucking good movie. There were a, a few parts, you know, where she's like, she's looking for him, and the way it's filmed, mm. you know, and it's like, oh, let's peek around the corner and see what's there. And yeah. it's like, you can't see him. Yeah. What the fuck were you expecting? Yeah. You know, like when she's outside, that is and weird. the rain's coming down, and, you know, that car's open there, and she, like, goes, like, <laughs> look in. And Instead like, of just immediately shooting everything yeah. everywhere. Well, it's like the, the way they filmed it is like, oh, what's going to be around this corner? And yeah. it's like, you can't see him. 
Yeah, so it doesn't... There's nothing that's going to be there even if he's there. That's interesting. They're using, like, the visual the visual language of horror yeah. thrillers in a movie where it doesn't make sense anymore. It doesn't at all. So, the, the, But there are times yeah. when they do it really successfully, though, because they, they, they use language that's specific to their own movie. Mm-hmm. I thought she goes over to her dresser and she's, like, unpacking things, and then they just, like, pan the camera from her to an empty spot of the room. Yeah. And they just hold there. And, that, and then yes, she comes in, good. and it's like, that was fucking cool. So, yeah, it's funny. Like, it, it needs its own kind of language. Yeah. And even, like, I think I, 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 I would have liked more of that. Mm-hmm. The idea that, like, yeah, he's not actually in the frame, but he's in the frame and we're planning, we're planning our shots as if the actor is there. So, if he's over there and he's doing something, and we know that she's in the extreme foreground, we know that we can't do a center on her. We have to do her off-center so that we can see him in the background even though we can't see him. Yeah, yeah. I think that that off-kilter language would... Like, I think that they should do that more. I felt like they they had those successes where it was like, oh, yeah, like that reveal, that reveal of him standing on the yeah, other side of the room. I agree, yeah. That's really cool, but you just need more, you know? You need to plan out all of your shots that way. Mm-hmm. Um I also think that the, uh, I think that budget restrictions caused certain things to be the way they were. I was not a huge fan of the fact that they had to go like full CGI on the suit at times, at critical times, because I was like distracted by the fact I was looking at like a rubbery CGI dude. Yeah. It it just was really, really, really strange to me. And it almost made me wonder, like, why couldn't we have made a suit that actually goes invisible? Ooh, yeah, exactly. Duh. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> you fucking hacks. Fucking idiots. Um, no, but, like, if you made a suit where you were like, okay, here are the camera, because it's revealed in the story, spoilers, that the suit is covered in, like, almost suction cup-looking uh, cameras that are recording what's around it and then re like I, I would guess that there's some type of thin, uh, like one-way glass type material that it's actually projecting what the cameras are picking up yeah. onto, right? So like that that's a cool concept, but for me when they have like especially that last scene or, or like the kind of climax scene where he's like coming down the hallway and she sprayed him with the fire extinguisher mm-hmm. he just looks so weird and out of place and fake mm-hmm. and and part of me is like why couldn't we have made a suit that had the like the cameras but then just do green screen on the 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 camera lenses right and then parts of the suit like even like when it when it's malfunctioning and you have like the pieces blipping out, just do that regular green screen material so you can just subtract it out. That way you have like an actual physical flesh and blood person there. I feel like the CGI was like a shortcut and it, it kinda it was distracting. Fit. Yeah, it was. I get yeah. that a hundred percent. It did seem weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then is there is there any other negatives that I have about it? I don't really feel like I, I feel like I kinda hit most of them. I have one story negative, which is so her, you know, her final encounter with, you know, the ex mm-hmm. is uh, 
he like totally like low key like tells her like I did all of it, you mm-hmm. know? Yes. That shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, you know? oh my god. Yeah. So like yeah, that whole thing. Wink um, wink. Ha, I said it. Yeah. I hope the audience caught it. Yeah. Um so and it's like a, it's such a like a sneaky way to do it too because it's like if he is being recorded, he doesn't know that he's being recorded, mm-hmm. but if he is then it's like, well, that's a way that I can tell her, like, yes, yeah. fuck you, I did it. Yeah. And also, what are you going to do? Tell them that I said the word surprise? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm smarter than you, I'm better than you, fuck you. You know? Um, that, that's a great moment. I feel like it's a little bit undercut by <laughs> just, all right, at this point in the story, um, a man has already shown up dead in an invisible suit. This has already happened. Yeah. Right? So then she's like, I'm going to sneak into the closet where I hid the other invisible suit. I'm going to put it on. And I'm going to walk out there. And when he picks up the knife to, to cut another piece of steak, I'm going to take it and I'm going to make him slit his throat with it. And it'll look like it was a suicide. Right? But I just feel like it doesn't take... Like, even if, like, her friend is, like, looks like he committed suicide. Yeah. And she's like... And she walks away and she gets to be triumphant. There's, it's not like one police officer, you know, runs those cases. It's not like one police officer is like, well, no, it was definitely a suicide. And all the other police officers are like, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now you already know that invisible man technology exists. And this guy, for no apparent reason, just decides to fucking slash his throat. She looks pretty guilty. Yeah, like, I agree. I, I don't feel like that's a happy ending for her. I feel like in about six months, she's on trial for murder. Not to mention, she walks out with the suit just on top of everything, and she's like, he killed himself. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure killed himself. Yeah. Is that what it sounded like to you? She's yeah. Like looking down, sees it. While like, she's still being recorded. Yeah, yeah. I just... And... I mean, that there's like a flaw there because like earlier in the scene when she's talking to her sister at the dinner table, she was like, hey, I found evidence of this. And that guy's there the whole time clearly listening. Yeah. And it's like if he heard her say, hey, I was there and I found evidence and she was in a room there and she's like, yeah, I can prove it. I can prove it. He would have had to have known that she got her hand on that suit because it was there and it was missing, taken off that dummy. Oh, I wonder where she hid it in that closet where I found her. I could have just went back there, and grabbed it. But sorry for ruining the movie, guys. But we, yeah, that that is a pretty big plot hole. Even yeah. if even if you're like it was his brother, even if you say that, it's like, yeah, but why wouldn't the brother be like? She found one of the suits, guy. Yeah, you're gonna I have mean, to look around for that. She practically says it, and you know, she was in the house. And she pressed the button, the dummy comes along, you, you look in there and you're like, huh, I had a suit on that thing. Where could it have gone? Yeah, that's true. There was a, so there would be, there would be an actual mannequin standing there. Yes. Without an invisible suit on. Yeah. Which would be a dead, like, oh yeah, wait a minute, she definitely took it. Yeah. She, Fuck. Yeah. God damn it. And, and, they just completely Fuck. ignore the fact that this guy faked his own death and like, yeah. He showed up dead and had pictures and he was like locked away the whole time. They had an obituary. Yeah. In the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. That he was confirmed dead. Fuck. And they just completely glossed over that and it's like, oh, well, this guy was the invisible man and 
I know you came up dead, but I guess you can just go and go live alone. That's completely fine. And no yeah. one like that tonight. I don't know. It just... Yeah. Yeah. There's some, like, tenuous, like, stuff going on. Mm. That's tough, man. That's that's disappointing. The more you think about it, the oh, more you're I'm like, ah, oh, man, it's I falling hate. apart. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. But it, it's interesting. It, it definitely, like, it, you know, it, it bothered me, too, you know? Just because I... It started, for me, the big one, I didn't explore too much farther than that. It's just that, you know, she has every reason to want this guy to be dead. Mm -hmm. He has every reason not to kill himself. It sounds like dinner went really well. Yeah. And that she's, like, coming around and going to be with him, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, he doesn't... Why, at that point, after he achieves his goals, why would he just be like, I'm gonna fucking slit my throat at dinner! Like, that's fucking weird. Well, they, they needed that, like, triumphant moment there, and they just kind of forced it. I thought that what they were going to do was, because it's the Invisible Man, and because I've been, because Universal has been kind of like, yeah, we want to do, like, a dark universe, I sort of thought that he was going to get away with it. That's what uh, I thought yeah. was going to happen. I thought they were going to go there, they were going to look around, they weren't going to find anything. Mm -hmm. And they were not, like, it was going to be like, well, we got to go and look at those ashes. And they, like, look at the ashes, and it's like, well, you know, we can't tell if this is him or not. There's no, there's no bone fragments to test, you know, there's yeah. no teeth, anything. So we don't know that this is him, you know. And it's like, it wouldn't be a happy ending for her, but it would be like, she would constantly be like, is he still out there, you know. And that would set up him to be somehow involved in, like, this greater dark universe. But I also don't think that his character is... His character is in any way redeemable enough uh, for you to care. Mm -hmm. You know? If he showed up in another movie, you would just be like, he's an asshole. You wouldn't be able to do anything with him except make him an asshole. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's kind of a weird... Kind of a weird situation that they found themselves in. Um, I think that this is the best solution, but I also am like, well, the, you know, there's no hope for a sequel. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, this is the this is like a one and done movie. You know, for unless us. she decides to become the Invisible Woman and join the Fantastic Four. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but like, I don't know what she would do with that technology unless she like, she's like, man, it was fun killing somebody. Mm -hmm. I want to do it again. You know, and she yeah. takes a turn. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's the story. So I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I feel like maybe this is it. I thought for a second there, maybe it was someone else who was like the actual invisible man behind all of this. You know, like yeah. when, they, when he killed himself. And I was like, oh, was it somebody else? Is there a twist maybe where it's like... That would be fucking cool. I, that's what I thought was going to happen right there. I'm like, oh my God. And maybe that... it was someone who we wouldn't have suspected this whole thing. Maybe it was someone who like had a crush on her and was like, you know, I've infiltrated this, this guy came up with this technology, like, apparently he's well-known, right? Yeah. For, like, you know, inventor. For that work. And it's like, maybe it's like a jaded lover from the past who, like, you know something, infiltrates man? it and he's like, that would have been like, um, you know, kind of like another thing from you, like, I'm protecting, you know, I'm trying to protect you and it just kind of still highlights that, like, that male predator, uh, guideline that this movie's been going That on. would have been cool because she would have come out of the bathroom seen this been like, what the fuck? What yeah. the fuck? You know? Yeah. She would have freaked out 
it, it, the thing is, like, the way that they tell the story is it's for, it's to make, it's to give her power by the end of the story, mm -hmm. which is great, you know? But also, like, just in terms of, like, there's something compelling about the idea that, like, you know, you're invis the invisible man of the title is actually somebody that you don't even know by the end. It's just somebody. Yeah. And it's like, that's fucking scary. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go back through the movie and be like, who are the people that she's interacting with and who seems suspicious? You know? And it's like, you wouldn't, be, maybe you don't even find out. Like, the movie would end, she finds him having committed suicide, and then she's like, it doesn't make sense. Like, he, he was in complete control of that situation. I was just thinking that I was going to have to run again. You know? Yeah. And then he did that, and, like, I've seen the security footage, and, like, that does not look like somebody committing suicide. Mm -hmm. That looks like somebody making him kill himself. And they could have set them and, up for a sequel. And too. it's like, who is doing this? Who is doing this? Mm -hmm. And you just don't know. And the movie kind of ends on this ominous note where it's like, you know, like, her feeling is like, I, you know, I don't want to be alone and now I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm, I'm afraid to be alone, and now I know I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking, it would be interesting. They could have, they could have expanded on that in another movie, you know, went down, yeah. like, more of, like, the downward spiral of how this, like, really affects people, you know, they could have, like, yeah. dived more into how it affects them day to day. Well, it would turn it into almost like what Scream is. Mm -hmm. Where Scream is, like, everybody that Sydney is encountering is a suspect it's like is it you yeah you know like you have blood on your hands and it's like oh i was trying to save somebody and it's like no yeah. <laughs> no no yeah. no you know so like it could have been like a like if they expanded this into like a three movie arc which i i think they were smart not to because they were like know if it's even gonna work yeah because they don't want to have another mummy situation where no, we're like we're doing the invisible joke. man with johnny depp next you know yeah um so but it would have been interesting because it could have been like a trilogy just based on paranoia you know and uh the extreme lengths that she was going to find herself in mm -hmm. you know trying to overcome this purely you know invisible man you know yeah with her racking her brain trying to figure out, like, who would want to do this to me? You know? Who would want to take all this away? And if it wasn't him... You know, that's the only person I can think of yeah. that would want to do this. Mm -hmm. So if it wasn't him, then who? You know? Would have been another, like, twisty, turny thing that they could have done. Yeah. It was an interesting, like, it was a pretty cool uh, update of that concept you know it was definitely entertaining i would definitely watch it again and i think that the, the subject matter that it's tackling is very interesting you know mm -hmm. um yeah no honestly i i liked it more than i thought i was going to you know it it did it did exceed my expectations you know because yeah. like in the trailer it was like oh there's somebody here and then like you know i'll get into the story of it you know, yeah get it. And, you know, I was talking to Haley about it, and she, you know, from a female perspective, she was like, that's, that's things that, like, you are generally terrified of, you yeah. know? So, yeah. she like, it looked scary. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I think, why it's getting yeah. such a positive reaction. It's like tapping into universal yeah. fear. And know? when it was advertised, I, you know, from the trailers, I didn't gather that it was going to be about, you know, gaslighting and someone, you know, like this invisible abuser. Like mm -hmm. I said, it just... 
you know, the guy's guy's nuts. He, he gets, you know, he goes invisible, and it's like the whole movie. It's like, ah, this invisible man here. And I'm like, ah, well, you know, what can you really do with that? But I think they did, did a good, they did do a pretty good job with this movie, and I didn't hate it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't either. It. I liked it better than some of the other things that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel like it was a pretty strong script, and, you know, some of the directing that was done was pretty good. And, yeah. Elizabeth Moss is a pretty good actress. I've seen her in a couple of things um, in the last year. I feel like she's she's not bad. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to have enough time to do this, but I do want to bring up one thing. Um, in February of 1992 or four, um, a Batman the Animated Series episode called See No Evil aired. And in Senile Evil, a, uh, a man named uh, Ventress, um, he has developed a suit that when he presses a button, it makes him go completely invisible. And he's using the suit to go and visit his daughter. Um, his daughter doesn't know that it's him. Uh, she calls him Mojo. Um, and her mother, who is estranged from this person, believes that it's an imaginary friend. Um, but Mojo keeps bringing her, like, jewelry, like little pieces of, you know, little necklaces and stuff for the girl. Um, and you find out that this guy is purely motivated on, I want my daughter back. You know, that's what I'm doing. And uh, he's basically going around and stealing everything he can so that he has enough capital to make... Uh, both he and her just disappear. Um, and Bruce Wayne is at a big, uh, there's like an auction going on, and this guy starts picking out the stuff from the auction, and it's like it's just lifting up off the table and then disappearing. Lifting up off and disappearing. Everybody's like, what the fuck is happening? And Bruce is like, well... Guess I know that I gotta go get changed. So he goes and he gets changed real quick. And he comes out and he starts trying to chase down this invisible man. And uh, one of the first things that Batman does in order to like keep track of him is dump a gallon of paint on him. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, huh, huh. And uh, you know, it was a pretty interesting episode. It, it's not as similar to what's in this movie as yeah. I thought, but some of the some of the visual gags that they do in this movie are almost like beat for beat what they did in that Batman animated series episode. It's similar to Hollow Man too. It is, yeah. There was was where they used the fire extinguisher in Hollow Man. Yeah, that was, I knew that there was something with the fire extinguisher and I thought it was from B-Taz. I feel like it was was paint too. Yeah. And always the rain. They do that in Batman the animated series was the rain and they did that in Hollow Man with the sprinkler system. Yep, yep. I feel like there was some like little derivative things mm-hmm. but um i definitely like watching the trailers for this movie i was like this is that this is that batman episode I, I remember that one um but again they kind of did the same creepy thing you know where it's like they updated the idea of the invisible man for that batman episode into somebody that it was like could you imagine what it would be like if there was an invisible man that was stalking an attempt to abduct your your kid yeah. you know what i mean that's like horrifying you know so they, they, it's the same thing where they're like, how can we use that concept to its like its greatest point, you know? 
and the, the coolest moment of that episode is when Batman shows up and is saying that your ex-husband used to work for somebody that was developing an invisibility technology and one of the prototypes disappeared and I need to find him because he's been stealing and then the mother's standing there like you know terrified talking to Batman like holy shit but then all of a sudden realizes like oh my god Mojo like the imaginary friend and she like books it down the hallway and she throws the door open and the bed is empty and the windows open and it's like oh fuck oh fuck like yeah. it's she, she's gone mm-hmm. and it's like uh some really man Batman the animated series like good <laughs> shit like they, they knew what they were doing too um but yeah so I don't know I think the invisible man is definitely worth watching I definitely would check it out again um and uh I don't know it deserves the the uh attention that it's getting yeah you know I agree but uh I think I, that that does I, it yeah I had a change of heart for sure so yeah it won you over I think that that's like a that's that's the best you know, when you have something that, like, you're like, nope, 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 and then you watch and you're like, oh, well, maybe, yeah, sure, let's do that. Okay. Um, I think that's it for this uh, episode. That's it. Everybody, have a wonderful day. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Yeah, for sure. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We love you. And you hate us. It's like true. Also, this is so late in the game, I just wanted to say... Uh, uh, hello to uh, Australia listeners. So we jumped over. We jumped over into another continent. Nice. I'm pretty sure it's Aussie Man. <laughs> pretty sure. Funny episode of Aussie Man just trashing us completely. Good, good publicity though. It would be. You know, I think uh, all publicity is good publicity. Let's figure out what the fuck these cunts are talking about. Yeah. Trying to um, all right, guys. Use this hashtag WTFada giveaway one. Get yourself an Amazon gift card and some stickers. All I'm right. I'm just gonna use that and just buy pints of Ben and Jerry's, dude. I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, it's time. We're actually like we're actually gonna like run out of time on the show. We got 15 seconds left. Anything else? No. I, let's burn it. Let's just burn it. The last 15 seconds. Yeah, Fucking. So, I got a story. One time, I was walking down the street, and my pants fell down, and there was this homeless guy. This episode was once again brought to you by ron-iii-art.redbubble.com. Head over there, check out the WT Fada collection. We got a bunch of different merchandise from the show. And, uh, you know, if you see something you like, pick it up. Helps us out a ton, and uh, we definitely appreciate it. And, uh, hey, send us some some shots of it. Some shots of your merch, okay? All right. Bye, guys.